First, a little bit about me. I'm a dog in the Chinese zodiac. I'm a very lucky dog. And you know when you go to someone's house and they have a dog, when you come in the door, the dog comes over to greet you? That's what I do. I like that, you know? <laughs> I go, uh, good to see you, yeah. All right. Now, I grew up on a 100-acre dairy farm on the state line of Mississippi and Tennessee. And until I was 10, that was a dirt and then a gravel road. So things have changed a lot since then. The Methodist church where my family went every time the doors opened was very liberal. We had teachers, principals, and two missionaries who had to leave China when the communists took over that country. They had been in China for quite a while, and they taught a Sunday school class. They showed us the tiny little shoes where the women had their feet bound. So that was my first introduction to China at all. China's such a big, important country that I think we all need to have a better understanding of that culture because it affects our lives. How many of you watch Wheel of Fortune? Did y'all see the dragons behind him last night? Did you wonder why the heck are those dragons there? This is going to be everywhere. Three billion people celebrate Chinese New Year. So I think it's important for us and our kids to know about these things. The dragon is the only celestial animal in the zodiac there. Um, legend says that Buddha called the animals to come to him to say goodbye before he left the earth. There's no historical evidence to this, but it is <laughs> culturally accepted. All right. So after those um, two missionaries from China, let's jump ahead several decades, and I worked for two Chinese doctors. One of them, had, the Baptist church had brought over, and he needed a lot of help. So um, the, the Chamber of Commerce in Olive Branch asked me to help him, and I went, okay. So we're in the hospital seeing his patients, and he said, in China, the woman, she walks behind them, the doctor. And I said, well, honey, you're in America now, so try to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> he was a heart doctor, and uh, another doctor was a lung specialist, and he moved to San Francisco. And he sent me a book and a letter, which I still have, that said, put a flower in your hair and come to San Francisco with me. I didn't, but I kept the book, so. Uh-huh. Mm, I still have that book. Much later in the 90s, I read in the paper that Memphis State, which it was then, wanted host families for some of their students. And I went to their meeting, and I met a young lady named Taying Lo. Now, she looked as little like Heidi as anybody you would ever meet, but she chose Heidi as her name. Uh, we were, for two years, 
My dad took them to play golf. You know, I took them all over the place. Um, turn, one time I had seven Chinese kids coming to spend the night with me on the weekends. So I learned a lot from them. Well, Heidi and I are still in touch, and she sent me an email this week that said, the rabbit hands over the baton to the dragon. Let's hope for better things this year. Mm -hmm. She came to visit me this summer. They flew 26 hours to spend four days in Memphis. Um, Beth met them. Her brother spoke no English, so they stayed with me for four days, and I said, that's totally crazy. Well, she said, we're going to try to stay longer this year. They're, they're hoping to come back. Um, then, okay, 10 years ago, my daughter, who a, was a biology teacher, heard that there was a Chinese student who would, was sent here with no place to live, no host family. When she heard about it, she said, oh, my mom will take him. <laughs> so I did. Um, Jai Xing was quite a challenge. He was a spoiled Chinese brat. <laughs> 16, really needed a lot of help. I straightened him out quickly. <laughs> he had never, ever been to a church, never. So I brought him here, and you all were so kind. Alan Dow was especially kind to him, just engaging him in conversation. So um, we are still visiting on Skype. He wanted to visit this week, and I said, you know, Sunday's kind of busy. So uh, he asks me how y'all are doing, and he tells everyone that Southerners are so nice. <laughs> I taught him how to say um, barbecue. So when he moved to Connecticut and they asked, what do you like about the South? He would say, well, the people were nice, and the barbecue was wonderful. So. Um, he's living in Toronto now, and turns out that there's a huge Chinatown in Toronto. There are huge Chinatowns all over our country. San Francisco has a fabulous um, Chinese New Year parade. So does New York. And um, I think it's important that we know why people talk about these things. Okay. It, it marks a new year, but it's a lunar calendar. So back in the, the day when people did not read, 3,000 years ago, somebody established this uh, lunar calendar. And that's what they used to tell the people when to plant when to harvest, when to clean their houses, um, all sorts of things that were very important to civilization. You know, we are, I think it's winter here, but in China it's springtime. So they are beginning to plant their uh, crops right now, and billions of Chinese are traveling home. That's what they do, and you'll see it on the news, how many people are on trains, buses, and planes going to their ancestral homes. Traditionally, they give the children red envelopes full of money. 
So I asked Jai Xing, who Jason was what he chose, how much money are we talking about? He said, I don't know, my parents always grab the envelopes. <laughs> so I have brought some coins. I've set up a little table over here. I'm, I'm not going to talk about anything personal right now, but if you're interested, after I go through the uh, potluck line, I'm going to go sit over there and I'll give you your personal reading if you're interested, okay? Let's see. Why would you want to know any of this? Are two people compatible? It's a good question. I, I think because I'm a dog, I have a very good nose. And I can tell almost immediately whether I'm going to like you or get along well with you or not. I counted I have 26 tiger friends. So I'm very compatible with tigers. Uh, we've got a tiger up here. Okay. And it's about luck, too. They believe in luck. Um, not sure I do, but it doesn't hurt to think that way, is, is what I say. Okay, during a particular year, and in China, when they ask people, do you believe in that astrology nonsense? They might go, nah, no, no. But a dragon year might be a good year to have a baby. There is a baby boom in China for dragon years because they think it's good. It's a window into your personality, into which careers might be good for you. Mine says I would make a good teacher. Well, I never had more fun in my life than I did when I was a teacher, so I'm pretty sure that was accurate. Um, and, and love, hmm. Yeah, there are some people you might fall in love with, but you better check their horoscope sign first. It isn't scientific, but it's a good way to help us understand more about Chinese culture. In Korea, in Vietnam, in many, many countries, they are interested in this. It's not just China. Um, I had a printout for the Tiger Year, and it said that 3.2 billion people travel to their homes for a Chinese New Year all over the world. So it's a good time for transportation. All right. The Forbes top 300 richest people in the world. Turns out they are goats and tigers. Now, goats are also sheep. Tricia over there is uh, one of my favorite sheep. And uh, I was surprised to find out that the people at the top of that list are goats and tigers. And it reminds me of how important it is to pay attention to different societies and to learn from them. All right. Legend says that Emperor... Wang Di, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but I think that's it, um, invented this calendar in 2637 B.C. So we are in the 4,000s now, I think. Um, they, they had calendars in those days, but they were just in cycles. 
They didn't worry about keeping up with the years or anything. So generally, folks say that year one is the first year of his reign, and it was almost 3,000 years B.C. China adopted the Western Gregorian calendar in 1912, but they changed the name of Chinese New Year to Spring Festival because the, common, the uh, communists didn't like that. So they said, let's call it the Spring Festival. It's 15 days long. It marks the changes of the season. Ancient farmers planted their crops. They shop for new clothes at the New Year. They hang paper scrolls with happiness and wealth on them. They pay off their debts. And spring cleaning is super important. You have to finish that before the new year because if you clean anything on the new year, you're sweeping out your good fortune is what they say. So don't sweep away your good fortune. All right. I have 19 books, and this is my oldest favorite one. Her name is Theodora Lau, and she has written many, many books about this subject. Um, I'm surprised at how many she sold. Now, affinity triangles are very important. Which people do you get along with? So that's something I can tell you about over there. But I did mark a couple of things in here. I see a few of you have been at my house for Chinese New Year parties before. And so you may know this stuff, but I know there's some new people here who don't. Although the Western calendar is based on the sun and easier to follow, the lunar calendar is more accurate in registering the changes in seasons and the growth of all life on the universe. You might discover what hides in your heart, if you don't already know, and in the hearts of others. Not only will you then understand your total self, but you should be able to predict what you can expect from personal relationships, professional relationships, I found that very helpful. Um, it's a wonderful thing to have you all listen to me tell about this. I feel so fortunate to have Neshova, a bunch of open-minded people. It's, it's really a good thing. Uh, my grandmother taught kindergarten in that Methodist church that I told you about, and we learned that Jesus loves all the little children, right? all the little children. My folks said, you don't have to believe everything that you hear at church, but you need to know the stories. And I thought that was very good advice. That's the way I feel about this. You don't have to believe it. It might be helpful to you. Uh, someone might come into your life and you could say, hmm, wonder why I feel uncomfortable around them. Or, wonder why I'm so crazy about that person, you know? We had, you know I'm the greeter out there, so we had a, a woman walk up the other day, and she said she was from 
cold water Mississippi. And I went, you must be crazy, you know. I, I live in Mississippi. Um, turns out she was born in Birmingham, England, lived in Massachusetts, Florida, and moved to Coldwater with her daughter, who's going to be a farmer. Well, guess what she turned out to be? A tiger. So I added her to my list of 26 tigers. All right, now, if anybody has interest, I'll be over there afterwards, okay? Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it.